Hi, Brightsiders. Welcome to Life on the Bright Side. I'm doing a special intro for this episode, which is a short episode that will be discussing the importance of your joyful practice each day, setting up a routine so that you have time to yourself, a pocket of time that is peaceful, that is quiet, that helps you to rejuvenate and renew each day in order to tackle all of the tasks that are ahead, accomplishing those goals. I'm not talking about a to-do list. I'm not talking about the laundry. I'm not talking about your bathroom practices. I'm talking about quiet time where you can listen to inspiring spiritual music or doing meditation, doing sun salutations, watching the sunrise, breathing, whatever it is. Do you have a practice in place? And if not, listen to our podcast and learn more. We would love to hear what your practice is. You can send us a message and record what your message is, and we will use it on the next podcast. Thank you so much. And don't forget to live your life on the bright side. Here's our podcast for this week. Hello, Brightsiders. It is Thursday in September. Can you hear the crickets out here in the garden? There's a little bit more traffic in the background that you might hear because of the fact that during the summer, we have no traffic back here. We live right near the school. So the majority of traffic that you hear in the winter months is going to and from school. But that's not what I'm here to talk about. I just wanted to check in. I've had some fun interviews that I've done online recently, and I wanted to share them on this platform. So what I might need to do is give you an excerpt of it and place it, um, the link to it on here so that you can watch it on Facebook if you choose to. I love seeing the reactions of people's faces when you are interviewing them. So if there is a way to do that, I believe that if I had actually recorded it on Zoom, <laughs> I could use the audio. So I may end up having to do a good fake and use a segment of the interview as an excerpt on here and just record it from my Facebook. So aren't you glad that I'm thinking all of this out loud? <laughs> anyway, it was a wonderful experience interviewing John Rodell, who is a famous author and poet. He told us the story about how he got started. In 2015, he got on Facebook and decided that every morning he would wake up and write something and press share before he lost his nerve. He decided that he was going through a bout of depression and uncertainty, spiritual unrest and decided to post mythical conversations with God. So he would ask God questions and God would answer. And he found that the pen to paper flow was incredible each morning as he started his day. After years of doing this, he ended up compiling these conversations into a book called, Hey God, Hey John. It's really a beautiful book. I've been reading it 
it's not something that started out as anything more than amusing for a man who is really interested in doing comedy improv and making people laugh and feel good about themselves. It ended up becoming deeper questions about his own personal feelings and expressing himself through the printed word. Suddenly these conversations became so profound that it became almost poetry. So he did this for several years and ended up one day decided to branch out and decided that he would start writing poetry every morning. He said that he is a poor sleeper and I can totally relate and turning off that brain is rather difficult so sometimes the poems come out of those conversations in his head. I love talking to him about that creative process of where we receive our divine inspiration, our divine downloads. I experience this myself in a lot of different ways. Some of them through prayer and meditation. Sometimes the perfect answer comes when I am in a moment of peaceful meditation, such as sitting here in the garden or pulling weeds or drawing a picture, coloring something in, reading a book, listening to a book on Audible. A lot of things come to the surface. Sometimes just one of my most favorite ways of doing it that I've done on and off over the years is automatic writing after a meditation or a breathing and asking for the answers to a question. Sometimes I thank my guides and angels of the highest truth and protection for showing me what I need to know and write the question on the top of the page. Then let the paper tell the story through the pen that flows across the page. I have gotten the most incredible answers to questions, deeper questions, even simple questions. Like, where did I leave my notebook? <laughs> I've saved a lot of them, so I have so many different notebooks because I'm so ADD at times that I leave them in different places or I carry them around in bags and the bags are not see-through, so I don't know where I've put them. So I start another notebook. My goal for the next few months is to organize my joy into one location. I do have an office, and as the temperatures cool, because I don't have air conditioning in there, I'll have the opportunity to create a place where all of my joy is organized and categorized so that I can find it more quickly, so that I can write down what I need to know and what is being told for me to know. That comfort, it gives me such excitement to know that I'm going to do it. Right now, it's a little bit still too hot to do those sorts of things. But my other goal is to clean my own personal closet, something that doesn't get done. At one point, I let my closet go for five years. And even before that, before I moved into that particular room, about 15 years ago, the closet sat there for over a year empty because the trepidation in changing something so vast as my closet 
having to make decisions on what I was going to keep, what I was going to toss, what I was going to donate was so daunting that I didn't know where to start. So I let my children play in my closet as if it were their playhouse. And they were five years old, probably at the time. And they loved it. They used to bring their little things in there, their little treasures. And I think when I finally decided to just hunker down and get it done, my children were kind of disappointed. <laughs> but my daughter did, it because we had moved from my daughter's bedroom because they were twins and we gave her her bedroom. She ended up with my closet. So now, ironically enough, my daughter is very organized with her closet, very meticulous and only has a few items in there. She uses her closet for her downtime, for reading, for meditation, for breathing, for escaping from the world. I love that. My closet, we can't do that with. So I, two years ago, did the Marie Kondo method where I sat down during the pandemic and made the decision, at the beginning of the year actually, I made the decision to start figuring out what items gave me joy and which ones frustrated me and I needed to share with other people or just throw them away. Thank them for what they had given me. When I did this, I had to take everything in my closet and pile it on to my bed and then remove it all by the end of the day. Oh my goodness, the energy that that takes when you do that. Luckily, my husband was working from home at the time, but he was working from home in our bedroom. That part, boy oh boy, that put the pressure on me big time. So I brought out a lot of laundry baskets and boxes and tried to do that task as best as possible. In the long run, the best thing I've ever done. I organized my closet and brought so much joy and had so many visible holes in my closet that I realized there were things that I could put together and there were new purposes for things that I had shoved into the back of my closet years before. Now what I realize is that I need most desperately to Wow, I need to take the things that, that I replaced that I thought I needed and donate them because I haven't needed them in the past two years. But I do have a few favorite outfits right now. I want to create some simplicity in my life. Do you ever have that problem? Creating simplicity can start and be a successful motion in the right direction by picking your favorite outfits, things that work for specific occasions, and wearing them almost like a uniform when you think about it because they exude a certain message and they present a certain confidence to you, knowing that you can pull this off, knowing that um, the collar is not digging at your neck, um, that the waistline is not jabbing you while you are sitting or standing. The length of your pants is not detrimental to your shoes. That your shoes are not too high or bother your feet. I've noticed that I now have maybe probably five pairs of sandals. 
and I leave them in different places throughout the house because in various states of comfort or emergency, meaning that I need to run out and take my son here or there, I leave the shoes in different places. So yesterday I went to the store and bought two big baskets. And the one woven basket I put near the entrance of the house and picked up shoes around the house. Most of them were mine. I don't like to walk around barefoot in the house. There's something sensory about that that bothers me. And my son seems to have the same issue. So I found both of our sets of shoes. Everybody else had their shoes in their room. But what I discovered is that having a place, a simple place for the things that we need and making the things that we have and need and want a smaller amount of things gives me greater joy just to think about it right now. If worse came to worse, I could put some things in a box temporarily and put them away and see if I still need them. And if I find the strong desire to take them back, one thing or two things, I can put them back into my closet. Hmm. It sounds really, I mean, some people want to go out for a banana split. To me, I would like to have a day to myself where I can clean out my closet. That is a bright side for me. I think that that is a day when my husband is out in the field for the day so that I have the place to myself. I can play loud music that I love and get a sense of what is in my closet that I want and what I do not want. Maybe I should start scheduling those types of days for myself and, as I mentioned earlier, I love to write in my journal and see what comes up. I need to schedule those times as well. Recently, I have been scheduling in the past, I would say, past eight months to a year, I have been scheduling the time where I do my meditation, my breathing, possibly journaling if I think of it, but sometimes I don't have the required amount of time to do all of those things in a row. Those are definitely wonderful buffets, breakfast buffets before breakfast, where I am able to do things that give me such a sense of joy, grace, purpose, love, and commitment to my day and to the people in it. Giving service from my greatest abilities that I can share with other people. Here's an example right now. Here I sit after a wonderful morning outside in the yard, having made breakfast, gone through my checklist, done a few things with my family, and now here I am talking to you on this podcast. I hope that you are able to come up with a schedule that brings you joy because if you're able to get up a little bit earlier in your day, go to bed a little bit earlier to give yourself that good night's sleep so that you can start off fresh, so that you have that 15, 20, 30 minutes, an hour that is all for you. There's nothing better for me than sitting there with my cup of tea after having done my breathing, my gratitude, my meditation, or even better, going down to the beach and watching the sunrise. That is such a fuel that 
feeds my soul during the entire day? What feeds your soul? Are you doing it? If you are not doing it, it's time to start scheduling your joy. There's nothing better for your soul, for yourself, for other people, because that resentment does not build when you are releasing it through your fulfillment of joy. You need that joy. Other people, of course, need your light. Of course they need your light. We all need those people that walk into our life and make us feel better just by their presence, by the way that they're able to answer questions that we had forgotten, by the way that they are able to see that we have questions and help us to get through tough times, to help us celebrate the wonderful times, to be the reason that we celebrate. You are somebody's bright light. You are a bright sider. That's why you're listening to this podcast. And the world needs you. We need your light. So let's shine it by starting our day with turning on that light for ourselves by lighting the match on that candle in the darkness. We love you for that. How else is this world going to move forward in a positive way, in a manner that serves us, in a manner that makes everyone look and say, we're going to get through this. We're going to do this. We are all in a strange place right now. I'm meeting so many people talking about suffering from depression, anxiety, resentment, anger, frustration, not being able to move forward, getting stuck. The best thing that we can do is to prepare ourselves for these days with that silence. And as I say silence, a huge truck is driving by. Um, Prepare ourselves for that silence by taking that time during the course of your morning or whenever you start your day to give thanks for what you do have. When you give thanks, you get more. That gratitude for your day can lead you to the service for others that lifts your soul. Obviously, what lifts me up, what makes me feel better, what lights me up is talking about these issues with other people and hearing their responses. And I really appreciate the comments that we get from all of you. They move us forward each day. And with that said, John Rodell's message of not giving up, of practicing and exercising that muscle every day, that sensitive, mindful routine is important for all of us. So find out what it is. If it's walking around the block, if it's walking your dog, if it is pulling the weeds in your yard, if it is taking a shower, if it is listening to music that inspires you, if it's dancing through your house before everybody gets up with your headphones on, if it's making the perfect breakfast, if it's listening to books that inspire you, 
whatever it is, your bike, riding your bike, watching the sunrise, do it for you. It lifts everyone up. It lifts the whole world up if we raise the vibration of the world. So give it a shot, okay? Promise me that you'll do one thing, one thing to change your routine and bring more joy into your own routine. If you do have a wonderful routine in your day that you would like to share, please leave a message and let me know. There is a, a capability to leave us messages. So I will leave the message me link on this podcast for you to share. And I will also leave the link on Facebook to the interview with John Rodell. I also interviewed Dreama Denver, the widow of Bob Denver, and I would love to share that podcast with you as well. So that will probably be the one that I share next. So have a great day, everyone. And don't forget to live your life on the bright side. Take care.